compared to like in New York, compared to Chicago, compared to okay, Tokyo. Okay, Chicago, been like, there. Tokyo, just went. I did not have the greatest experience of food in Tokyo. Cool, get better friends. New like, York is but great. like, you know, like. <laughs> no, my friends are not there. My friends no, no, are not I'll, there. My whole point was that I think where LA shines more than anything. Welcome to the Taste Buds, a podcast by creatives on that never ending quest for tasty eats, beats, and peeps. I'm your host, Kira One. Hey, welcome to the first podcast. I felt like I should start by introducing myself and talking about why I started this. So for those that don't know me, I'm a Bay Area bred rapper, producer, DJ, and I've been making music professionally for a long time. I dropped seven albums, produced for pop stars, and traveled the world meeting people from all kinds of different backgrounds. Whether digging for that perfect beat, looking for food, or trying to meet talented individuals, I've always been on a search for quality. So I want to talk about that and more with my buds on this podcast. I really don't know where it's going, but we're just going to have fun with it. So the format is very simple. Each episode will start with one food or beverage pick of the week and one song pick. So I'm going to start off by introducing everyone. I got them all here. And I'm going to go through the circle and just have everyone say their name, what they do, and their favorite food dish and why. Yo, it's your boy Alex, a.k.a. Play a Song, a.k.a. Young Thug. <laughs> uh, what I do for a living is I design clothing, so I'm in the fashion industry. And my favorite food in L.A. has to be Korean barbecue. It's the best, Ooh. hands down. All right, but why? It's just the best. <laughs> Fair enough. I roll with that answer. Like saying I like meat. <laughs> I do like meat. Pause. I like turtles. I like meat. <laughs> I like meat. All right, guest number two is me. I am Koichi Sanchez, homie of Kiro's, fellow producer, composer, keyboardist. Um, been in LA for like 20 years. And favorite food, I think for sure, just has to be tacos. It is our West Coast pizza slice. So. I guess it's my turn. My name is Matt Huang. Uh, I'm tour manager uh, for his last lo-fi tour. Favorite food, hedopap. If you guys don't know what that is, it's uh, spicy rice with, with fish. <laughs> it's, it's a good mix of sweet and spice. Yeah, and raw fish, right? Yeah, raw fish. Yeah. yeah. So why is that your favorite, though? Uh, it's just, I grew up on it. You know, and like, mm. it's, different it's like a comfort sushi. food for you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. gotcha. Guest number four, I'm Julie. I, um, I'm a film restoration, so I work in painting, animation, and film and editing. It's a pretty interesting job. But yeah, my favorite food is namyeon. I'm not even Korean, but fuck, I do like those cold noodles. Have to admit, plus, I live next to K-Town from Mid-City. Korean food and, is getting a good run uh, in this on this team. It absolutely is. Now, see, the real test is, do you eat that when it's actually a cold day as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you're and down. And plus, it's like gluten-free and it's low-carb. Mm, okay. True. There's <laughs> a healthy girl. component to it. <laughs> definitely. And, uh, of course, we got Dusty Diamonds on the tech. He's not going to be speaking, but, you know, he's speaking with his hands. So shout out to Dusty over there. <laughs> and lastly, I'm Kira One. You guys already know about me now. Uh, I would say my favorite thing is sandwiches. <laughs> Everyone's giving me this look like, 
damn, that's like the most boring thing I've ever seen. Okay, all y'all know, I, I live close to this guy, and without a doubt, this is 100% the truth. Like, yeah. I've never met anyone who wants to get sandwiches that regularly. It's just something I, like, it's something I can eat every single day, bro. Like, when I'm in Asia and I'm fiending something, I'm always thinking about a damn sandwich. You should change your name to Hero One. Ooh, okay, I like that. Um, I don't think it's the H sound. It's a Euro one, fam. But I will say, though, if I were to give my pick, my food pick of the episode, I can't really choose a sandwich first. I got to put it down for the Bay Area where I'm from. And there's a spot down there that pretty much everyone in the Bay Area, like South uh, Bay, know about. It's this place called La Victoria's. My boy, Master in the Bay, he knows. That orange sauce. It's like this taqueria where basically the... The food is okay. It's not bad, you know, but it's nothing to talk about, like the burritos, the tacos. But when you have their special homemade orange sauce, it just blasts you off into another world, to another dimension. You, you can know. use that for anything, like yeah. pasta, just literally anything. And, you know, on, online, I remember for a while, there was this there huge was a whole quest form. to find out what, what the hell was in it, yeah. you know, and like... Nobody knows. People Still, were saying yeah. crack. I mean, all kinds of I mean, things. Maybe. Didn't you freeze <laughs> one and like bring it back? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to do that again. And I'm going to let all you guys what taste you it because I feel like it's just only right. And they even hired a security guard yeah. just because people were stealing the bottles of the sauce. <laughs> That's how serious it is. Yeah. I actually, I had a homie. He actually dated this girl um, at the nearby college that was actually one of the daughters of the founder. And like his thing, I mean, he was kind of joking, but I don't know. It might have been like the main point, <laughs> but he was like, I'm going to get the recipe, bro. I'm going to get it. And uh, in the end, um, at least, you know, he found out one ingredient. So apparently there's like pumpkin seed or something. That's what it. I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. And yeah. they messed everybody up because everybody thought it was like some crema or like some chorizo fat or something that was giving it that oomph. But um, they started slapping stickers on there. And selling the bottles, and they put it's vegan. Oh yeah, label. I remember people were surprised. Like how Whoa, dare, yeah, exactly. yeah, how dare they? Anyway, that's my pick, uh, La Victoria's. If anyone goes to San Jose, then stop by there, check it out. It's open late too. Everybody's there after the clubs. Yeah. And uh, to continue this episode, uh, I want to also do a music pick of the episode. And so to start off, we'll start with you, Matt. Uh, what's your song pick of the episode? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, yeah, this song's pretty old, came out a couple of months ago, but it's called You Say by uh, Gold Link, Tyler Crater, and Jay Prince. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it has everything I like, that, that Bossa Nova influence, uh, it can make you dance. Yeah. Gold Link is always, you know, comes on correct. I could, I could see you like doing your little grind on the dance floor. To yeah, a little bit. Yeah, my shoulders start moving. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I see you. And Gold Link has this really tight, like in the pocket flow that's really sharp, I feel like. And Tyler comes with the deep voice to kind of balance that out. I mean, they're all very distinct. Yeah. You know, if you hear Gold Link, you know that it's Gold Link. Yeah. All right, cool. So since we all reside in LA and the broadcast is based here, uh, I want to start off the first episode by. Going around and um, I want to know like your first impressions of L.A. if you had moved here, what you thought it was like and then what it really was like. Alex, you want to start it off? I came here in 05, 06. 
mainly came here because of a, a girl at the time. Ooh. But the thing is, like, I feel like whenever somebody moves to another city for another girl, I feel like that never works out. How did that go? Well, obviously it didn't work out. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> but like, um, I mean, but what were your impressions, you know, of L.A.? I mean, just things that you watch in movies, you know, Beverly Hills Cops. Yeah. Um, swingers. There, there you go, Swingers. Been to the Dresden, amazing place. But I mean, I never had anything that was bad or any negative connotations of L.A. I just like the women, weed, and weather, man. There so you, you hear it with music. There That's you go. A, that L.A. funk. It was sort of interesting because I, yeah, I was born here, but then I moved when I was like two months to Texas. Mm. And uh, yeah, I moved to like uh, Portland, Oregon, and then um, down to the Bay Area. But like, I would be in L.A. probably like three to four times a year because like, I have family here. But what I did notice that all Koreans, you know, everywhere else in, mm. in the United States, they all copy what, you know, like K-Town was doing. Mm. But that was just sort of like the source of like, you know, how to, how to act. You yeah. Know? But uh that's yeah, crazy seeing it how you know how it changed like since the nineties because it was it was wild back then. I mean, were you here during the riots, the LA riots? I, yeah, I was here that that year, but you know, like I couldn't go outside and shit. Yeah. So we were just, uh, I think, yeah, my, my cousin Liz. You're you're uh, like your pops didn't hand you a shotgun to stand on the roof or nothing like to hold down the store. None of that. No, I just told me to start praying. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought of LA as like a very like foreigners kind of think of LA. They're like Hollywood. You know, and then that's just kind of what, what I expected. I mean, back in the day, I remember when I did come here, like all the events, the music clubs or like live shows were all along uh, Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset, like, like around that. there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then it was not until recently where a lot of things would start happening in like Arts District downtown, Little mm -hmm. Tokyo. So things have changed a lot since then, too, like from that Hollywood sort of. No, definitely. I mean, the, the L.A. that I, I think I, I like had this vision of is not the LA that I certainly know now or even what I feel like other people experience when they come here to LA now. But it is true, like, you know, the more that I've been here, I start to see how closely we rub shoulders with the entertainment industry, with celebrities, like anybody can be anywhere and just right next to you and they're some like A-list celebrity. And um, I mean, Julie, I know that you've had some run-ins, right? I've been at Angelino for quite a while and I've partied in the scene. So when you say the scene, you have no fucking idea. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, there's been a bunch, and recently there was this one occasion where I was invited to this house during the Grammys, and they confiscated my phone. Yeah, and I was surrounded by like Andy Warhol paintings and. Who is the celebrity? Can you say or no? Ooh, not yeah, exactly. That's probably better if you don't, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm like pouring myself some drinks at the bar and there's just a bunch of Grammys surrounding like the bar or whatnot. Then I looked up. So obviously this is a musician, right? Yeah, it's definitely okay. a musician. All right. <laughs> and there's this case and I saw Michael Jackson's glove. What? And yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, blah, blah. And my friend's like, do you want to put it on? And I'm like, yes. Did you cry? Fuck no. I'm like, shit. <laughs> you shed a tear? I no, mean, I, I was more shocked that I had, I, I was able to do that. And yeah, I mean, there's people out there that would die to be in that position to like just even look at that glove, you know? So I, I think I was more overwhelmed by being in the environment that I was in uh, at that point. But dude, you're like surrounded by celebrities all the fucking time. It's like nonstop when you're in LA. I mean, yeah. Jesus, last weekend, who was I met with? Like Jamie Foxx oh. partying on the rooftop, like highlight room. Yeah. Now we, de we, we, definitely, we definitely oh. live different lives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I was watching football like on TV. Um, I've also been in LA for about like 20 some odd years. 
my celebrity count, I can count on like, I mean, less than less than ten, as far as like people I've ran into, for sure. Ran into like, or talked and hung out and took shots. I'm, I'm, yeah, like, <laughs> did I mean, some shit with. That's the thing. It's like you know, I mean, you know, and the thing about LA is like there's so many creatives here regardless of celebrities like you can go into any cafe and see somebody doing dope shit and just working on their laptop working on a script making beats even um do you feel like it's beneficial for a creative to move to la and pursue a career here like would that help their career if it boils down to fashion i think la is definitely the spot to be for fast fashion streetwear mm -hmm. ready to wear more couture would be like new york because you're closer to europe Right. No, LA is definitely the spot to be for fashion because you have all these, so you know, quote unquote, sweatshops out here. So you can actually right. physically be there and see the product become mm. from you know scratch to final product. So it's definitely important to be out here for that. But in my opinion, for anything else, I think you can kind of find your own way. You find a group of people, community, and reach out. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I'm like, this fool said sweatshops. Um, <laughs> it's in China. It's in China. America shows us But like, I'm talking strictly from a music perspective. You know, potentially your ultimate goal should always be to end up in a major city. If your goal is to do major stuff, like if your vibe is more indie, if you're, you know, if the industry isn't really what you're, uh, what you're trying to play in, then no, like, you know, there's cheaper places you can live. There's, that'll allow you to do more with your money. And, um, true. But don't you think there's something to be said about like being able to network and rub shoulders with other people that are in the same field? Like, the community definitely, definitely the community. Yeah. 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 Like uh, it sucks being only, the only one who's about your craft, you know, no one around you is like really supporting it. But, uh, you know, like uh, when I first moved to L.A., the thing that I remember the most, the inspiration that I found here, so many events happening all the time. You know, I came from the Bay Area, which is mostly like Silicon Valley tech industry. And there's a lot of talented musicians out there. There's shows from time to time. But to be honest, there's nothing like the scene that's happening in L.A. We had the beat scene that's fully popping like in 2015, 2014. Honestly, I tell people we get spoiled out here and you just kind of forget that you can go to these events. It'll be open bar. You'll have Kendrick Lamar just performing for free. That doesn't really happen in the Bay. You know, like you'll get a few of those, like a Google event or something like that. But here in L.A., like we have so much access to just amazing inspiration, like musically at least. And for me, that really inspired me a lot. And I felt like, wow, this is the place to be. Facts for sure. But that could also be a double-edged sword because when there's too much going on, you lose focus on the craft and your own hustle because you might be true too much social networking, partying, yeah. open bar. You Anything know what I mean? is possible. Functioning. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, well, LA, so it's you brought up the beat scene and everything. And as far as that goes, I mean... Even in the early 2000s when I was up here, I do feel like there was a time when L.A. was really shitty, for sure. Um, I had more people leave to New York. You know, everybody kind of did the, like the second wave hipster cities. So New York, Portland, Austin, um, like Seattle, Nashville for some music people. Like it was just a lot of people leaving. Not necessarily because everybody was like, yo, L.A.'s music is really whack right now. But at least as a music person, I was like, hmm. The Hollywood part of it felt very real. You know what I mean? Like going along with the actual podcast points, it's like the, the food scene was like that too. It's like restaurants could stay open because 
Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt ate here to take it back in time a little bit. You know what I mean? But it's like that was enough to keep a place super popping, regardless of whether the food was dope or not. But like nowadays, like if you open up a new restaurant and it's whack, the internet will tell you that it oh, is Jesus. whack. Social media takes and, over. And like if the wrong person tells you that it's whack, you will be out of business in like, you know, it's like less than six months. And and that kind of power hasn't existed in a long time either for that kind of thing. So yeah, like back in the 2000s, I mean, everyone was going still, I feel like to like the whiskey or just a lot of the, like the sunset strip spots, you know, oh, that was- Cinespace, Moscow. Like, yeah, like all of that was just popping. <laughs> And then, like, fast forward to, like, beat scene is where I felt like all of a sudden a lot of these people who left to New York and even just diehard New York people and just people who weren't fucking with L.A., all of a sudden I'd be getting those text messages, yo, yo, like, what's what's good with this with this beat scene you know what i mean like is that is that is that the new is that the new vibe and i was like all of a sudden that somehow managed to you know with giles peterson and all that too like just hit all the right cultural slash like you know cool kid points and and i think the comeback started to pop off from there and then after that like people came back to la so cats who came back from portland all of a sudden started fucking with like next level coffee and whatnot you know we had just intelligentsia like you blink and all of a sudden there's 10 well, new joints and 20 yeah. new joints. Speaking of home. coffee and food, I remember when I first got here, like, I won't lie, I had this level of basically breaking up with your ex and getting a new girlfriend. When I moved here, I was just comparing everything from the Bay to LA. And that was just something I probably did subconsciously too. You still and say we have shitty burritos, burritos though. Like, see, see, there it is. <laughs> Mission burritos, yeah. though. Hey, you know, you could take someone out the bay, but Which, you can't take the bay. I'm, out I'm gonna agree with you there. You know, and uh, and I did notice that the scene has changed so much, and I love where it is now and where it's going. But to be honest, in the beginning, for me, I felt like L.A. was more. You'd get amazing cultural foods like Korean food. K Town, obviously, it's more amazing than you know, any Chinese other food. any other place that I've had in America or outside of Korea. Even um, obviously, the Mexican food here is great as well. Thai Town, um, but when it came to things that are like you know a little bit more sit down type of restaurants or like New American things like that, weren't really popping out here for me, and I noticed. Um, I mean, that makes sense that a lot of the restaurants that you said were popularized by celebrities, whereas in San Francisco, a lot of it was run by these star chefs. We had like Alice, Alice Waters, we had uh, Michael Mina, you know, Gary Danko, all these guys that were just like Who are star those chefs. <laughs> drop, drop that knowledge, bro. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, yeah, one of those things where a lot of that has started to change in LA. Like you had a lot of the Bay Area coffee come in, Blue Bottle got here, Phil's got here, Verve is out here. And uh, I think like everything has been so exciting in the, in the food and coffee scene. And so I'm really excited about that. I feel like LA is one of those weird cities where like the closest thing I have to a second home is Tokyo. So that's like what I'm going to compare it to. But so two obviously very metropolitan, you know, large areas, but LA for being such a mega, you know, city like on the world map, like fine dining just never seems to really pop off. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, no. I mean, I get that there's no way in comparison. Like, no, no, no. I get that there's Vespertine and all that, and there's a bunch of good stuff. But like in context to other majors, like compared to like in New York, compared to Chicago, compared to Tokyo. Okay, she got been there. Tokyo just went. 
I did not have the greatest experience with food in Tokyo. Cool, get better friends. New like, York is but great. like, you know, like. <laughs> no, my friends are not there. My friends no, are no, not I'll, there. My whole point was that I think where LA shines more than anything is in kind of like that. It's the ethnic, like the, the ethnic like street groups. level food is where we crush everyone. You know what I mean? Like, facts. Yo, I just recently uh, just tried this one uh, Silver Lake barbecue thing, right? This guy only opens on Friday, Saturday from like. Six to two, uh, two a.m. Like American barbecue. Yeah, the guy that's just right outside the bar. Like, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, the hot five stars. Fire. Five, like what? It's like eight bucks for the whole fucking like tri-tip brisket meal with uh, like the size and everything. Like one of the best things I ever had. Yeah. See, you yeah. don't see those prices in SF, bro. Like, exactly. I go back to my favorite spots in SF now, and the prices have literally doubled. Woo. And I'm talking like one of my favorite fuss spots out there. Like they're charging now like 16, 17 bucks a bowl <laughs> oh, of that pho. Does it come with a free microdose of acid? <laughs> it's, I mean, thing is like a lot of those spots have changed just because of the tech industry. And oh, I feel that. Okay. At the, at the yeah, same yeah. time though, because, you know, going back to the, the property, the rent and things like that, they're way more expensive there. And also you have a seven mile by seven mile city. It's really small. It's compact. Yeah. And so you have to bring the fire. You have to bring the the good like food or else people ain't going to go there. You know, they can go somewhere else next door. So it does create a sense of competitiveness. And what yeah. I love about being in LA too, it's, I feel like, you know, it's such a cliche term. I, I'm a tourist in my own city. Mm. But for real though, like yeah. I, I just, just uh, I think I last week I went. a shirt, y'all. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't mess with that. Like, well, nobody me, me, ever really knows all of LA, right? Yeah, like someone's true. lying if they're like, oh yeah, I know all of LA like the back of my head. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no, you don't. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, well, also we should let, if a lot of listeners don't know, like there's a relatively large difference between like West Side and East Side yeah. of LA. But I, I live on the East Side. I have friends on the west side and i see them honestly like five times a year there's more they're more likely to come to me than i am to them like, yeah you know and but i mean there is some stuff out there right julie like i'm not think, shitting on the west side i'm just saying I like mean, it's there, there la operates like based off of where you are what your locale this is, is like, this different yeah. Scene. yeah so like what do you say the scene is out like on the west side like how do you feel it's different well, are you west side do you consider yourself uh, west but side but she kicks or... it on the west side so yeah but i'm not I'm not for food. I'm for party. <laughs> very different, guys. Very different. Fair enough. Fair enough. You've you've branded yourself thus far in this podcast. Now. Sorry, guys. I feel you. I feel you. The yachts are uh, yachts. In, in the Delrays, yo. See, that's the thing. Actually, I'm very curious about the West Side because I don't spend a lot of time there. I'm more of a downtown kind of kid. And one of the times that I'll never forget, I was actually in Culver City. All right, picture this. I was there with my boy at his new place. We're chilling on the balcony. It's around 6 p.m. And we look down and there's this intersection. And next thing I know, I just casually notice these two girls. They look like maybe in their 20s, white girls. They had shopping bags like they came from Forever 21. And um, one of them had a crowbar and they were next to a tire. So I thought they were like changing their tire, whatever. So I'm just ignoring that and I'm smoking my cigar talking to my homie. But after maybe like five minutes, I started noticing, wait, why is the crowbar in the manhole cover and why is she trying to pull it out? So she pulls out the manhole cover. This is a true story. I kid you not. Her homegirl drops into the manhole and disappears. Just literally go, jumps down. I'm like, wait, hold on. And then I tap my boy like, did you just see this? And so now he's paying attention. And uh, there's still cars 
casually going by every now and then. It's not completely dark. And then next thing I know, I see the girl with the uh, shopping bag. And there was like maybe a rope tied to it. And next thing I know, I see her shimmy the bag down the manhole. Damn, she's impressive. To her friend. Impressive. To her friend. And then next thing I know, she goes down to the manhole, takes a crowbar with her, covers the hole, and they're gone. Teenage mutant influencer turtles. Because <laughs> for me, that was the time when I was watching Breaking Bad, actually. So I thought, oh, maybe this is like some heist. Like it had to be some, some drug yeah, stuff. Yeah, meth lab right? down there. Oh, you think so? I or mean, stashing money or something like that? I mean, if if I had if I did do a meth lab, I would do it probably down there. Like no one's gonna come down there. Here's the thing, like after that we went down there because to the curiosity is killing me, you know? And I'm just standing right there on top of the manhole and me and my homie were looking at each other like, should we open it? And yeah. in the end, we decided to leave it alone. So I don't know what's under there. But That's like the hey, beginning of a scary if movie. you guys are very curious. You know, like, is there another vocabulary word for manhole? Because that was very questionable. <laughs> okay, so okay, so um, speaking of crazy LA stories, I was a dating girl at the time. We were, we were just uh, chilling outside. And uh, yeah, it was like, okay, it was 3 a.m. to be fair, but it was like right next to her house. Yeah. And you know, we were in the car. I don't think the music was too loud. You know, we're just talking. And then um, all of a sudden, I hear this knock, knock, knock. And, uh, you know, I look around. I look at him. He, this guy's in all sweats. And uh, I don't see any police car. And, uh, yeah, so he's asking me for my... So this is just like a random stranger yeah, at this point. He was point. in sweats, bro, with a flashlight. Yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, can I help you? He's like, show me your... Uh, registration, you know, all that bullshit. I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you? Wait. He did not look like a cop at all. Yeah, so, okay, I told him, look, if you show me your identification, you know, if you're a cop, then I'll comply. But he didn't have it. So this went on for about five minutes, I think. And then, okay, this is my stupid ass. Should have probably just drove off, right? Um, I got out. I, I did this thing where I was like, hey, here's my wallet. But then, like, when he looked down, I... I socked him in the face. Uh, but okay, <laughs> okay, look, look. I, yeah, I thought he was trying to rob me, okay? You yeah, socked I, him in the face? I, 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 yeah, I decked him. I decked but him. But you didn't know who he was, yeah. though, to be yeah. fair. He was, he was, okay, he was a Chinese dude, but he's, he's pretty big. Um, so we get down, and then all of a sudden, I feel something hard on my, my chest, right? Like, like something metal. He has a gun, and it's just like, it's on my chest. And I'm laying on the floor, and he's whispering in my ear, like, I can end your life. Like, just whispering in my ear, I'm like, don't. Like, oh, shit. Um, we're sitting there for, like, 45 minutes with, you know, gun pressed to my chest and shit. His buddies come. Uh, and I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter who he is. You're going to listen. You're going to just, like, gonna let him take care of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, long, yeah, long story short, I, I go to jail. Uh, they charge me with some shit. Um, like, two felonies or whatnot. What, like, for, like, attacking an officer. Um, detective came in. And asked me a whole bunch of questions like, you know, like I have video proof because, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend at the time uh, was recording it. Thank God for phones. and Smart girl. Exactly. Dude, exactly. you have no idea. So as soon as I told her that, uh, I was released in two hours. But they made it super, like as difficult as possible for me. Like, uh, like they, they transferred me as much as possible. Like they did the run around because yo I, yeah I socked one of their boys you know like no of course yeah you yeah, sock yeah. one of their guys so they're not going to get off easy but. oh yeah 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 but um yeah basically after that you know like I as soon as I got out I t I talked to a couple lawyers 
And apparently it's really hard to fucking sue the, the, the police department. So, yeah, I've, I've talked to five different lawyers and, you know, each, like, all five of them have dropped me, you know, because there's a lot of these cases, actually. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. just brings to light, like, you know, this is Asian on Asian. Like, imagine well, if, if I it was, was like, black, if bro, you're black bro, or, I if, you know, here. if you were yeah, an unfavorable here. race yeah. to that other person, like... I mean, I remember just small things like back in the Bay, I was in my homie's car and he, I mean, mind you, he had a hoopty, but like we were coming back from SF. It was like 3 a.m. Uh, in San Jose or Sunnyvale, actually. And uh, my homie, he's black. And the, the, my other homie that was a passenger, he's also black with dreads. And I'm in the back sleeping, actually. So next thing I know, I wake up to the flashlights and they pulled us over and my homie that's driving, he's very well-spoken. He knows how to handle these situations pretty well. And he was very polite, asked him, hey, what are you pulling me over for, officer? And he's like, oh, you took like too wide of a turn or something. Like at that point, I knew it was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And he starts flashing the light on me like, sir, are you okay? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm good, you know, and I got like you got like, kidnapped or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. so these are my ghost riders. Yeah, yeah, He's man, and that's fucked up. So yeah, man, like I can only imagine, you know. Thank God, nothing crazy happened, but I mean, all in all, though, I feel like LA does have its stereotypes associated with it. Um, I remember back when I was in the Bay, I would always hear about like there's always like car chases here and like helicopters, ghetto birds always flying around um robberies and things like that but all in all man you know it's like la's gotten a lot better i mean what yeah. do you guys think you know like like back since back then of course since the 90s but like now uh generally i feel like you know people a lot more reasonable oh yeah no like uh, homies told me like back in the day they would um they would bet each other like if you can make it through echo park at night I'll give you a hundred bucks, you know, without getting jacked or getting like stuck up, you know? Fuck. And now people are out there like riding flamingo boats and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I just want to ask everybody, like with all the things that are going on in LA, good and bad, what's keeping you here? Like, why do you love this city? It's uh, basically about availability. You know, if like, I've, I've been, I lived in Texas, I lived in uh, Oregon, Bay Area, even though each respective, you know, place location has their their strong suits, their their amazing culture, LA is just sort of it, it just um, like truly a melting pot. You know, um, if I if I want to find Burmese food, I can. There's a place for that. Yeah. If I want to find, it all goes back to food, right? It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's also, true though. You got the Filipinos here. You got the Koreans, the Mexicans, the yeah. Armenians. Like, and I love all their cultures. Like, literally. Uh, you know, this wasn't true back then. You know, like when I when I was younger, I was just very, uh, I guess, insulated in my own shit. But now, when I when I when I come across all the cultures, like it's 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 a trip. Like literally tasting food that you never tasted before. I'm like, oh shit! Like I didn't know. Yeah, like L.A. Like you were saying, you know, there's always something to do out here from music to food to all these different scenes. And you know, hopefully, if you've created or have become a part of or have been welcomed into like a community then you're kind of experiencing their la and and, and melding it into your own right so for me i think you know a lot of people who have kind of like hated on la you'd probably just haven't had that right day in la 
you know what I mean like where like where it all clicks and you're like yo I get it like that's one thing I noticed you know know, when I lived in the bay a lot of people actually in the bay would say that LA is very Hollywood and stuck up and like arrogant that was the overarching stereotype of LA but you know what the irony of that is is that when I moved to LA I found out maybe it's where I was kicking it and who I was kicking with I felt it was completely the opposite and more based so on like you know the things that I would see on my timeline from homies that were still in the Bay, they were just complaining nonstop about these arrogant like tech people. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was just funny how it was totally the opposite. But to your point, I feel like you can find what you want here. And that's the most amazing thing to me. If you're into like Harley Davidson's and rocking like, you know, leather jackets with spikes and listening to hip hop, you could probably find that scene out here, you know? It's crazy, like, how there's something for everybody. There's a Facebook group for that. There's something. a Facebook like group. One, yeah. one of those ads, yo. Exactly. <laughs> that ad that's popping up around here. Being from the Bay Area, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm actually blacklisted because uh, I can't go back until I find a wife. <laughs> and uh, according Mom, to, dude, according to Childish Destino, all the ladies right here, the weather is, of course, you can't, it's uncontested. Food game is on point. The thing I noticed is like when I was in Asia, actually, it's hot out there, but then at nighttime, it's still hot out there. Right, Whereas right. in LA, it's hot out here, <laughs> but then at here. night, right. you get a break. It's like, what is it, the desert thing? Or like what? I mean, you can see Kiro's calves 24 7. Doesn't matter where we We're go, on the coast. Oh, day or night. Wow. Yeah, yeah, L- yeah. That's LA, baby. That's LA, baby. We keep his shorts with the shorties, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Strange, <laughs> <laughs> Julie? It's my entire life, like day in, day out. Like, Jesus, I went to school at UCSB, very different environment. I prayed in LA very hard, and I have a good support system with my best friends and all them. My family, not so much. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie, and me and you guys, like, within the past two years, straight up, you guys have been so fucking solid. And I trust you guys in so many ways. Oh, yeah. This is like not a, a paid sponsorship, guys. Okay, anyways, anyways. <laughs> but No, nah, respect. We all respect you. Well, hey, guys. I think we pretty much summed up L.A. as much as we could through our lens and from our experiences. And uh, we hope that you will come visit if you haven't. And uh, if you're from Asia, don't be scared. You're not going to get gunned down. So till the next time, we're wrapping it up. This is the Taste Buds. Peace. Hey, that was our episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. On our Instagram, you can follow us at the Taste Buds Talk and feel free to DM us messages, any questions you have directed towards someone in the crew, or if you have topics you want us to discuss, feel free to hit us and we'll check it out. Peace. So are you going to have music in the background? I think, can we kill the music actually? Actually, you could always add the music later. So you probably should yeah, kill yeah, it yeah. and you just like add it later yeah, while editing. Yeah, but you Provide. should probably add it later. Just because like, you know, for like licensing. And- it's just for my pleasure. For listening. Word, word. Hey, you, you can pleasure yourself all you want. You can probably see your own fucking room. <laughs> <laughs>